0: Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Marissa Sanzaki. We are your strategic partners for evaluating personal and professional development trends.
1: Mm. And on today's episode of Live, Laugh, Shut the Fuck Up and Listen, we are talking all about failure. Fail forward culture is specifically is what we're evaluating today. Does failure need a rebrand? And if it does, is failing forward really it or is it still falling flat? Marissa, what is your relationship with failure? (laughs) Well, we've
0: all had our failures, right? Um, But working in startup culture and in the tech industry, I've realized it's something that people are always talking about. It's become quite trendy to wear failure as almost this like badge of rights. Um, When I was living in Australia, I participated in something called fuck-up nights, and we'd have different speakers who would present and talk about kind of their epic fuck-ups and what they learned from it. Um, You know, that was fun, but I am also a little bit hesitant on who takes into consideration this fail culture. I think it's great for people who maybe are perfectionists, who are stuck in that analysis paralysis and can't really step forward to make decisions. Not so great for the narcissists and the con artists that we see though.
1: Mm, Well, they are the ones usually that are behind the wordsmithing and the rebrands anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Failing forward just made me initially want to say, well, why can't I fail sideways? (laughs) Why can't I fail up? Why can't I fail down? Um, when I think of fail, I think of a first attempt in learning, F A I L. And that's also another popular culture that I hear. The problem is that when it's your 40th attempt in learning, now people are not so gracious. Um, you can call failing whatever you want. The goal is never to fail. Even Adam Grant says, My goal isn't to fail, <laughs> my, <laughs> but I do create room for failure. <laughs> and what I see is that if we don't accept something, then we are technically resisting something. And when we what we resist persists. And so the discomfort in failing forward is still there. Because if you don't fail into something, then it's still failure. And so now there's pressure on you not only to um, bounce back from the failure, but bounce into something better. What if you just bounce? <laughs> What would failing sideways look like? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe instead you didn't get a promotion and so you failed into a sideways role. But then if you were to unravel your life 10 years later, you would say, actually, that was a fail forward. Um, As someone, when I sold my business, my first job that I took after selling my business was very much a backwards from a um, monetary standpoint but it certainly has propelled me in the future. And so it, are we cha cha which is kind of my favorite way to talk about failure? Um, I think we're missing the purpose and meaning behind failure. And it's about doing something differently. It's not not moving. And I, I guess that sounds like moving forward, but I look at it as um, I'm going to do differently next time I fail. <laughs> And, um, so I don't really look at it as failure so much as just an evolutionary process. Like it's a spiral. There's no backwards. There's no downwards. Like if it's a spiral and my marble is sliding, (laughs) you know, backwards, but like, how do I know that it's not rolling into something at like another side Mm -hmm. quest that takes me, you know, and I'm still getting to the same place. I think there's still this idea around failure being something that if it's not useful to propel you somewhere, then somehow it's not useful at all. Yeah, I would agree with
0: that. And here's maybe a different way to look at uh, failure with non-movements. What I've talked about in the past and given um, talks on about failure has been, um, on a grander scheme, my going through burnout. And this has happened different times throughout my career in different ways. I think the first time was from over and just really working myself to death. Um, and... You know, it affected my physical health. I started getting panic attacks from it. And I went into just rest mode after that. I I took the decision to take the time off, focus on my health, um, feel strong again. That wasn't a fail forward. I wasn't jumping into the next role after quitting my job. I mean, I took time off during um, the Great Recession. (laughs) That was like a very risky thing to do. I was privileged to be able to do that. But um, that definitely wasn't a fail forward by any means.
1: When I think of favorite forward, fail forward culture, uh, I think of Brene Brown's latest blog about her mother and wanting to try to keep a company afloat and also family. This would have been a, such a great option for her to say, We're going to let people go on to whatever's meant for them, and I'm going to take step backward. And I'm going to pr- fail differently, meaning that I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. In her blog, she writes So I did what I always do when I buckle down. Mm-hmm. And what you describe there is doing something differently. And you have discomfort. You know, you want to find your mojo again. <laughs> But you're doing it differently than you've done in the past. And when we start to do things differently, we can get different results. If we're always turning our mistakes into stepping stones for success, what are we missing that we would have slid into because we're so focused on stepping? Right. So a, That's backslide, a backslide yeah. can be a landslide. I mean, if we're going to wordsmith the shit out of these things, you know, if you are feeling like a failure, you come to Katie. We fix that. Um, because there is a ba- that backslide of salary, that backslide of making less than I've ever made. That was a landslide into the future of what it looks like to make money the easiest, most funnest way I've ever had. <laughs> We've got to start recognizing, and a landslide like you know you have to. Those are tough. There's mud involved. There's destruction involved. Um, But if we're always moving towards those stepping stones, sometimes we're just missing out on life. And so for me, failure is about purpose and meaning. It's not about forward movement. Yeah. When you talk about these stepping stones, I immediately
0: thought of this ladder and this image of always trying to reach for the next rung. And especially corporate America, we have this idea of like, climbing that corporate ladder but I think you make a great point in that maybe there's another pathway that we're supposed to move towards and it's not climbing the ladder it's jumping off and throwing that and and running in another direction so you know when your business when your gym closed down I'm sure there was a feeling of like
1: you know what's the next way forward well we didn't and close had- down I let me let me just I just I <laughs> mentally closed down the gym is fine' <laughs> it's still around. What happened from, I will say though, that failure didn't cross my mind. It was, how how do I hold up my integrity in this moment? Mm -hmm. What does it look like to be okay with taking less than I deserve and preserving what I'm proud of? Had nothing to do with what the hell was like there. Well, I mean, just. What was next was Katie also had to have some cash to start a life over again. So there was a divorce as well. So that stepping stone for me was just getting to the other side of a sale. Um, And that to me is what we mean by purpose and meaning in moments of failure. Yes, I did a terrible job of getting divorced, I have failed at being great at divorce, if you were to measure me based on money. And I would argue that I am, whatever you want to base me on, I was terrible at selling a business in the middle of that mess. But it, I really got a lesson in what purpose, meaning, and integrity looks like for me. And when you're in this moment of so many different life changes
0: happening with selling your business, going through the divorce, did you have an idea of what moving forward looked like? And in hindsight, was that actually... Correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to leave the state because sometimes when you burn it down, you got to burn the whole thing down. Environment makes a difference. Um, if you're going to be a phoenix and rise from ashes, if you're going to fail backwards and landslide some shit, like uh, maybe change up the scenery. In hindsight, perhaps. It would have been good to land somewhere with an island. (laughs) Perhaps in hindsight, I would have, you know, but no. Um, And I would argue that that was probably my biggest failure in all of it. Is that I had a narrow idea of what next steps looked like. And it wasn't, I'm going to have this job and I'm going to have those things. But I did have an idea of what next steps looked like. So I boxed myself in. Failure bouncing back like that for me looked like, well, someone else is going to make pay, write my paycheck because I need a break from writing my own. I suppose the board technically signed the check, but it really didn't shift that much, if I'm being honest. Um, but I had this, I, I did, I wanted to um, spring into something. And I think, you know, if I were to have leaping forward, it's, a, it's like failure for me is about making great leaps in a short amount of time. And so, a, a leap is leaving a state. A leap is um, allowing yourself to break down and build right back up. Like leaps are things that you that shift you profoundly. Um, stepping stones are not leaps, right? Stepping stones mm-hmm. are very calculated, very specific. And so, if anything, failing forward for me would um, kept me in the states. <laughs> perhaps I would have gone to Europe. If I was smart, perhaps I would have taken the money and like gone and backpacked and like found myself and like done all these things. But the capitalistic society is real and the fear of not being able to provide was real. Um, So the only failure I would really point at there is that I did have a next step in mind. So the interesting
0: thing is, I think, you know, you bring up Fear, Right. That's a a big part of, I think, why fail culture is so successful. You have people like Brene who talk about shame and fear all the time. And the idea of failing forward seems to be this, you know, always moving, like step into and face your fears. We've talked about the quote, (laughs) do something every day that scares you. That's another another popular one that everyone's (laughs)
1: holding on to. Mm, how does your nervous system respond to that question, even that statement?
0: <laughs> it It resists it. I'll be honest. <laughs> As someone who's had a lot of surprises in her life, um, I want to do something every day that comforts me. I want to wrap myself in a blanket and, you know drink some hot
1: coffee and play with my dog. And I want to stay present when I'm not doing the great work that I love. So for me, this idea of um, doing something every day that scares me means now I've planned my day. I've limited myself already. (laughs) And also, what is your definition of what scares you? Because if it's like every millennial answering a phone call, we have to recognize your brain is now shaped by being afraid of those things or what I would just argue is discomfort. So what does it even mean to be scared? (laughs) Like, is there anything worth fearing but fear itself? (laughs) Truly, like no one's being chased over here by a bear. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing that people call
0: this too is growth mindset. So the concept of, you know, continuously.
1: Why does growth have to be something that we're afraid of? I think that, you know, we think of growth Mm -hmm. and irritation. You're talking again about discomfort. Do something every day that you didn't expect. Growth mindset really just speaks to the brain craving novelty. Like at the end of the day, what's the point of growth mindset is that your brain gets some chemical hits and it feels really good mm-hmm. when it does something it's never done before. Like brush your teeth with your left hand. <laughs> like you have all kinds of things that you can do mm-hmm. that are growth mindset for your brain. Your brain is is a well-patterned machine. Everyone lives on Groundhog Day. You go from point A to point B, and you don't even know how you got there, and you hope you didn't run a red light. Mm -hmm. So growth mindset just says we have to spark something new. So novelty is growth mindset. I don't need a new project. I don't need a, a stretch goal. You know, I can, novelty is what we're really talking about with growth mindset. That's why video games work to teach kids. Hmm. Like. And then you're like look at all this growth and progress like <laughs> Think about like when is something that you've done that you felt like growth mindset like what's something that you maybe were held back from and when you finally did it you were like this this is great I'm proud of that mm-hmm. Your brain rewarded you for doing something new Do you think that's what
0: makes people successful so this is the <clears throat> kind of argument um out of the many, many books about failing, <laughs> there's one fail fast, fail often, how losing can help you win. Um, and they made a couple interesting points, one saying that people who are happy and successful expend less time planning and more time acting. So again, that idea of constantly doing something. Um, and they say, act boldly with minimum preparation. Yeah. The minimum preparation scares me a little bit.
1: So they're all full of shit when they say that because you show me a C-suite that doesn't spend all their time planning and zero time actioning and I'll show you a really small fucking company. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like these are – people love – they love their plans. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, I would – this is why I plan to be present. I don't plan to move something forward. I plan to – uh, create meaningful content for my clients that feels when it, and f- that feels fun and aligned for me. I plan, you know, my planning is really in, in experiences. What do I want to experience more of this year? So I would say, yeah, less time planning. You really need to know, like, what are the three things that you want to put your energy into these years that you think will bring you the outcome? Or so you want to get your mojo back. What do you think? Are you going to spend a bunch of time planning on how to get your mojo back or does that look more like action oriented?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. I think it's, it's the experimentation that is kind of the key element and experimentation can take a little bit of intention and planning, but it's also Mm. the, the doing right. So I'm not sitting there making a spreadsheet of Each week, what can I do that scares me? And how is that gonna help me find my mojo? It's, But there might be some research of, I used to love to dance. I've looked into like which dance studios by me have the types and styles of dance that I like. But then it's the action forward of, okay, now I need to actually like get my ass over to class and do it.
1: You said experimentation. And I think that is what I would tell people to do. Experiment forward, backward, sideways, like on your head, whatever you want. But experiment. Experiment faster could look like daily. <laughs> it could look like hourly. If you really like, I now I'm afraid that now corporate's just going to start making people experiment faster. But that's ultimately what failure was, is, and always will be, was an experiment. And if we understood the importance and the purpose and meaning behind failures and experiments, we would probably understand the placebo effect more. (laughs) We'd probably think we should study that. Because if the placebo effect shows up in your drug, then your drug has failed. It's not any more powerful than somebody's mind. And I said that once to the... um, they were testing this new medical device, someone in the, in the, they're like, oh, we don't do trials or we don't do a plus like trial groups and placebos on like these rare cancers and on these other things. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. but because if, what if you did and one person survived, <laughs> what would that <laughs> say about your, your trial? I understand the oh. ethics. I totally understand why they don't, but. We are so quick to go forward that we forgot all of the great juicy stuff in the experiment. It was an experiment. There's no such thing as failure in an experiment. There's attempts and learning, there's sailing, and there's patterns for, I mean, that's the best part about it. You go to a therapist and like, you have this pattern. And instead of finding purpose and meaning there, what have you learned from it? What did it bring you in your life? Like, what, it, you know, and like really getting into it, we're like, we need to avoid it. And so once again, what we re- resist persists. You can call failure whatever you want. I get, but I don't, that never, I guess the thoughts that cross my mind about failure have been the times where I've been told to leave the company. <laughs> Like, those have felt like I have failed as a person. I didn't show up and offer solutions. Um, But that purpose and meaning I got from those um, not only propelled me, gosh, now we're really getting into word salad, but also, like, (laughs) failure is for funny stories. Failure is for teaching those who are walking the same path that you walked through storytelling. And, and back to
0: like the scientific experiment side of things, like the the you kind of do need to fail at certain things because that gives you more data points and like expands your knowledge.
1: Yeah. So the goal should always just be to experiment. If you expect to feel like you have self fulfilling prophecy, if you expect to win, you have expectations and disappointment. Like the goal should always be to experiment. Mm -hmm. Hey, what are we experimenting in 2024? Like KPIs would be your experiment. Like, what are we experimenting with? What are we thinking the hypothesis would be? We set ourselves up for a relationship. I love it. To improve your relationship with failure, you have to treat it the way you would treat any other relationship in your life with time and intention. Like, fuck, (laughs) this is going to be a tough relationship. (laughs) And and so therefore it is. What if it's not a relationship? What if it's just an experience?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Which is what experiment has in there, right? Experience, experiment. You're experimenting on earth. Some of us think this is not our first rodeo. Others think that the first and last rodeo they have. But either way, that's a fucking experiment. (laughs) You've never been a 40-year-old before. You've never been a 50-year-old before. Stop looking at, I have 50 years of experience. No, it's your first year's 50. What's it like? (laughs) What are you learning? Like, get curious. The relationship that you have with yourself is what they're talking about when they say relationship to failure. It's the relationship that you have with yourself. Do you want that to take time and intention? You've Like, do you want I, – I would personally like the relationship with myself to be the easiest relationship I have in my life. And I have lived a great chunk of my life where the relationship I have with myself was not necessarily any easier than what I have with other people. Inner critic, <laughs> stupid plans and goals and beating myself up because I didn't make it versus, well, that was a good experiment. <laughs> what I learned and actually – and when now that I know about my – profile and I understand how I operate in the world, I'm like, oh, I was experimenting. And my experimentation shows that this is exactly how I operate. Familiarity breeds contempt. I am here to bring people together for a common cause. And sometimes they need a common enemy and I make a great one. Mm. (laughs) I, I literally bring more abundance. I disrupt things that need to shift and change. And My favorite part, what blocks my own prosperity is this trait 34, which says I'm a very difficult child (laughs) and um, I can seem like a bully. I can seem bossy. Okay. What a great experiment I've had. And I have experimented in my life where I've been amazing at being not a bossy boss and I have experimented in my life where I've been less amazing at it, but there's a lot of purpose and meaning that's come from all of it. Throw your stepping stones in the water is what I would have to say. Mm. <laughs> like what, like the goal is a ripple. Of like failure yeah. is about a ripple effect.
0: <laughs> Throw them in the water and make a wish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and see what shifts as a result. Yeah. So when you think about your mojo and like, you know, mm-hmm. reconnecting with it, I'm curious for you on, you know, what sounds exciting to experiment with and what scares you?
0: <laughs> Ooh. What scares me is not the idea or the concept of failing. What scares me is not being lit up by the work that I do.
1: People are actually less afraid of failure than they are. Sometimes they're more afraid of the success.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I would say that probably most of us are.
0: Yeah. So for me, like the experimentation is um, so I agree on on the part of like not over planning. So trying not to overthink things, but just saying yes to opportunities and not I know this maybe people debate this, but it's not just saying yes to the hell. Yes. I'm saying yes to the things that aren't a hard no. Mm-hmm. And then seeing how it plays out and knowing that I can change my mind later or just say this is not for me. But if I don't have an inherent hell no in the beginning, then I'm like, why not? Let's ah.
1: So I would track and see how it goes. I love this experiment for you, and I would track the outcomes of hell yeses and why nots, and mm-hmm. see what's there. Perhaps you just don't mm-hmm. know your hell yes right now, and your, hell, your you know, your nervous system may not be ready for hell yeses on things that it is a hell yes. Perhaps i be. I love this experiment, and if you are. You know, if you're currently in your your goal setting, if you're currently in your planning, um, it's not about f- planning to fail. It is about planning to experiment and learn. And learning always comes from finding out what doesn't work. That's how I learned the sh- city of Chicago. I was driving a minivan full of tennis players across the city of Chicago with MapQuest, like a fucking pirate. Just, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if I missed a turn, like I can only follow these directions. <laughs> Mm -hmm. or ask my kids in the back because they lived in Chicago. Hey, where do I go? Talk about um, what was the quote that made you nervous in there about having like experimenting?
0: Uh, Act boldly with minimum
1: preparation. (laughs) Minimum preparation. Yeah, that was my version of minimum pressure. Like, did I study a map and like think about? Absolutely not. Did I think about my route? Did I have a backup plan? Sure, shit didn't. I had a cell phone in my pocket. I never had that before because our generation grew up without them. I felt like that was enough. And I will say that that is how I am can successfully navigate my way around Chicago. I will still get lost, which I think these folks would call a failure, um, but I call those side quests and opportunities. And I think that's the other thing you mi- miss when you're so focused on failing forward or failing in the comfortable 10% that Adam Grant talked about is that you're missing the side quests that come along it, which turn into oh shit the failure thing was the side quest like this is the main quest
0: yeah like is the fail forward just putting blinders on
1: is the failure forward just groundhog day Uh, (laughs) is fail forward just repeating the same experiment over and over and expecting different results because he literally <laughs> says to improve your relationship, you have to treat it any other way you would you gotta get comfortable with it. You gotta be intentional and in clarifying the role it plays in your life. Well, what role do you have? You gotten really clear on what role Marissa plays in her life? Cause you might want to do that. I actually like that idea, right? If we are very clear about our role here, which is to experiment <laughs> in the projection field as, that is people. Um, and you were clear about the role you play in your life. Marissa, you're an easy breezy genius. I'm a heretic investigator. If I was clear about my role as a heretic, I would have never looked at le- lighting shit on fire as being a failure. It wasn't it was an experiment and it was those were some of the best experiments I ever had. I learned so much. Mostly that when I take things personally, my frequency drops. <laughs> which is why my relationship with feedback is a lot different than the feed forwards. (laughs) Although I do like to bring that model because corporate folks still need something to cling to that feels good. Um, But feedback is just information about the person giving it. Marissa, where can people find you to heal from their failures and the psychological insafeties that those failures have brought us? If this is your first time joining us, Marissa, um, does have a degree in psychology. She is not a psychologist, but she has a wealth of experience and the ability to hold space and help people navigate careers and bounce back from psychologically and ins- unsafe places.
0: Yes. So I work a lot with people in the tech industry who have been through toxic work environments, are working to rebuild their self-esteem and confidence, and they can go to marissasenzaki.com, send me a message. Let's see if you know there's a fit for us to work together.
1: Mm. I love that. And you can head over to YouTube if you want to follow that or and get more of these podcasts coming your way and get notifications that we're going live. Follow us on LinkedIn. You can also head over to alprofessionalcoaching.com. You can check out the blog, the podcast. And if you'd like to know more about who you are as a human and how you were designed to operate and experiment with that in your life, I'm your person. Until mm-hmm. next time, don't forget to live. Laugh. And shut the fuck up and listen to yourself. Stop listening to the stream of experts and listen to what your body has to say.